Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me as always through the power of the telephone is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. I have like one of those like spin telephones, just like a. I've got oh, like seven. A rotary phone, we'll call it. No, 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 no. I think it's called a big circle phone. Ah, fair enough. So. Imagine trying to text with that. <laughs> Be a fucking nightmare. How are you doing, Connor? What are we I'm, doing here? I'm okay. This is Hero Zero, Sean, and this is where we cover one comic book character every single week. Normally you do Marvel, I do DC, and True. we just kind of give you a rundown of everything to do with that character in like a bite-sized chunk, unless I'm doing the report, where then it normally runs quite a lot longer. It's longer than our news show that we do. <laughs> Longer than it needs to be, some would say. Yeah, now this one is... The one I've chosen today is... Okay, you. what's the one thing you always complain about in my reports? Like, what's uh, Just some, you and uh, yeah, your delivery. Uh, yeah, look, yours. That's a humor. Expecting um, this, your I'm going to let this pass. What, no, <laughs> it's Marvel Cosmic Bullshit. <laughs> yes, Marvel Cosmic Bullshit, in which you're halfway through a story, and then you're like, and then some aliens fucking came down and they teleported from a different dimension, and well. then... Whatever. Well, Connor, I've managed to find a character here that is both very interesting and relevant. Mm. He's an underground kind of dude. Okay, you're... you're, I'm interested. He's also magic. Oh, so close. He's also science-based. 
Oh, back! Oh, and he's also involved with Marvel Cosmic bullshit. Oh, you were so close! Like, why just leave it? Nah, just doesn't pull it, away. Just, just let me try it, Connor, because I am covering the Mandarin. Oh, uh, Trevor Slattery. No, no, not Sir Ben Kingsley's Mandarin. <laughs> That's right, oh, Sir Ben Kingsley was in he, that movie. He's got a fucking knighthood, boys. Uh, no, this is the Mandarin as he appears in comics. So, uh, the Mandarin is a supervillain appearing in Marvel Comics and is traditionally the archenemy of Iron Man. Uh, I've seen car- Iron Man 3, I know, the greatest Marvel movie of all time. I'd like you to strike that from your memory because none of it has any bearing whatsoever. <laughs> right, okay. The character was created by Stan Lee and designed by Don Heck, first appearing in Tales of Suspense number 50. Now, when you say created by Stan Lee... Um, Stan Lee said, what if we had a wizard ninja? <laughs> yeah, I just imagined him with his feet on the table, just throw, like, throwing a ball against a wall. He's like, what about some sort of wizard? Huh? Yeah. What? Nailed it? Okay. Nailed, I nailed it. I nailed it. Dicko, get over here. <laughs> So we're going to cover uh, a bit of this of his backstory, but uh, one thing that's associated with the Mandarin is he's got ten rings, and they're going to be important in an up- in the upcoming uh, Shang Chi movie. That's going to that come out. That is literally eventually. called Shang Chi and the Power of the Ten Rings, isn't it? Or something. Yeah. Like that. So I thought I'd use this report to kind of talk through each of the rings and say what they do. Oh Lord! Oh fuck! It's, it's not, no, it's concise. It's conc- I've got a table. I made a table in Google Docs. It's all good. <laughs> It's the most work ever. Let's go. I have a lot of time on my hands, Connor. Absolutely. Uh, So the Mandarin's late father was one of the wealthiest men in pre-revolutionary mainland China. Also a descendant of Genghis Khan, for what it's worth. Jesus. Uh, While his late mother was an English noblewoman. Their son was born in an unnamed village in mainland China before the communist revolution. The boy's parents died soon after his birth and he was raised by his aunt who was embittered against the world and raised him to have the same attitude. They're always raised by people that are just, they just hate the world. Just, yeah, sick of humanity and is like, everything needs to start again. Yes, Uh, and you need to burn it all down. Burn it all down and then rebuild it, but you're the one in control. You're you're the one in control, of course. The plot of every movie, let's go. Now, in some versions of the comic, uh, his parents are nobodies. But he just tells everyone uh, his father He's a was Skywalker. a Skywalker. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he turns for filthy trash people. Yeah. Uh, but he like he just tells everyone, "Oh, I come from a long line of uh, you know uh, powerful people," but in reality, he's just a regular dude. So it kind of changes depending on who's writing him. Um, but regardless of his outcome. Every last bit of his fortune was spent obsessively training uh, in science and the art of combat, uh, with the result that by adulthood he was completely penniless. Uh, Without the wealth to pay the taxes on his ancestral home, the Mandarin was evicted by the Chinese government. So he spent all of his money on science and kung fu? Yeah, pretty much. He studied the blade. He studied (laughs) the blade, of course. He he was just like karate chopping buds and burners. Oh, all at once. It was amazing. Just <laughs> yeah. kicking the flame out. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he was just like, no, this, this is the only way I'm going to be able to, as you said, burn it down and build it back up. Okay. I, so I he's, need to be he's the like smartest. Training. And, yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of Batman-y, 
in a way, in that he it's, has a I'm mission. I'm getting Batman vibes, where he kind of has, like, an overall... Like, he's, like, got a goal, and he's going to just... Doesn't care about everything else. He's just going to get to that goal. Yeah, he he's just, like, single-minded, just focused towards that. Um, so, hoping to find a means of avenging himself on the civili- civilization that had taxed him and rendered him homeless, the Mandarin explored the Forbidden Valley of Spirits, where no one had dared to set foot for centuries. Uh... So there he finds the skeleton and starship of Axon Car, an intelligent dragon-like alien from the planet Maklu 4. <laughs> Sorry. Really quickly, could you say that sentence again? Well, Axon the- 4, and what's the guy's name? No. No, no, you've gotten confused. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> he finds the skeleton and the ship of Axon Car. Right. Now, Axon Carr was an intelligent dragon-like alien. Of course. From of course. The plan- from the planet Maklu 4. Right, right. Um, everyone's favourite Maklu. Um, yeah. The fourth had- one. Yes, and all that's said about him is that he had come to Earth centuries ago and died. Oh, <laughs> what a backstory. A really, really in-depth, really gets into the character. So you covered uh, Animal Man uh, yes. a week back, and wh- you and you summed it up in that. Look, this was made in a time where he just encountered an alien spaceship and got powers. That's yeah. essentially what happened here. Okay, it's just a way that they're like, "Fuck, right? He's he's wasted all his money. How do we get him to be a bit supernaturally?" And That's it, it. Yeah. It, what what year is this? Do you know? Uh, this is tends to spend somewhere fifty, so probably the fifties, sixties kind of thing. Yeah, that that's a classic fifty. That's a classic fifties, sixties trope. Is just he meets an alien and something weird happens. Yeah, and it's set in China, so it has to be like a dragon alien. Of course, because you have to be racist if you're going to do it. Uh, look, just vaguely eastern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just in Asia Somewhere in Asia Asia's small It's uh, very tiny Not like the United States which is big, big Huge in fact uh, Over the following years uh, The Mandarin studied Macluan science Until he mastered it uh, He also learned how to use Ten rings that he found within the starship uh, Which apparently Were its pr- uh, propulsion source So Right he, he found, they're not actual rings. They're like uh, components, but he can wear them on his fingers, so they're just deemed rings. So he so, just found like a bunch of a bit a bunch of scraps in, yeah. a, in a spaceship and was like, "Wow, these are powerful." Yeah, like they would they would uh, power the ship and they would power its weapons and everything like that. So he harnesses them on his hands. So in a very basic way, he's come across some aliens and he stole ten other things that powered their ship. And has just taken their technology to be his own. Yes, but he's also very smart and good at fighting. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, So the Mandarin then becomes a conqueror and subjugates the villages around the valley. And through his advanced science, he rapidly becomes a power that not even the Chinese army can successfully challenge. Fucking hell. So like him versus, it's like a hella situation in Tor 3. Yeah, that he's, he's just like, no, this is mine now. Holy shit. And now I'm really fascinated. What do the Ted Rigs do? Did it like give him like invulnerability? I'll get I'll get to that after okay. this. Okay, paragraph. sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Don't sorry. you worry, don't you worry. Now I, I just wanted to cover because he's traditionally an Iron Man villain, um just a, a brief bit about that. So 
the Mandarin sees technology as the easiest means to achieve his goals. Over the years... Which he used magic. <laughs> like, well, well, true. But he's like, oh, if I say he controls all the security systems around the world, mm. th- then he's got proper control. He's not just a dude who has to be in the same room to do damage to you. Okay. Uh, over the years, he frequently attempts to turn the weapons and computers of various nations against them. Among the Mandarin's earliest schemes is the sabotage and theft of American missiles and spy planes built by Tony Stark. To restore public confidence in his workmanship, Stark dons his Iron Man armour and flies to China to investigate. Seeing Iron Man as a threat, the Mandarin attempted to beat him in single combat, uh, using his powers as the greatest karate master in the world. Oh, and uh, to be fair, we have seen RDJ's karate in Iron Man 3. When oh, he, his wing uh, two or whatever it is. <laughs> when he breaks in, yeah, he's always got that, he's moving slowly, and his arms are always in front of him, making diamond shapes. It's very yeah. good. Very good karate killer. and martial arts. <laughs> Pure killer. <laughs> Pure uh, killer. In the end, Iron Man won by blocking the Mandarin's blows at the exact right moment, so as to use his own strength against him and break his arm. Right, he rope it up them. He did rope it up him, indeed. Mm, mm. Uh, now, the Mandarin did have the rings at this point, but the thing about him is he doesn't just immediately go for the rings because he has this element of arrogance about him that he's like, no, I'm, I can beat him just by how much I trained and how good I am at martial arts. Or Which I can makes sense. Him. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense because he thinks he's the smartest and best fighter in the world because he's trained like that for years. But then the idea comes in like, even if Iron Man does that, so say they're fighting and Iron Man rope-a-dopes him for like two minutes, three minutes. After at least maybe 180 seconds, he's like, I'm going to pull out one of the rings here and sort this out. Yeah, like the, the rings are a bit of a last resort. Okay, um, they're like a, a nuclear option. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through them here. We're going to go from little finger of left hand to little finger of right hand. <laughs> Does it matter order. which finger they're on? Or are they all just they're as well, they're, powerful as each other? Is, is the ring finger less powerful than the pointer? Uh, the middle finger is the absolute killer, <laughs> yeah, as we yeah. all know. Fuck you! And then he puts on the ring. <laughs> and yeah. another thing. <laughs> now your feelings are hurt and I'm going to explode you. Uh, no, it doesn't matter which finger it's on, but they're always on the same finger. Okay. Uh, so on the little finger of his left hand, he has an ice blast ring. So the ring emits waves of cold, which can be used to stun an opponent. The ring usually causes the moisture in the air in the path of the blast to turn to ice and can lower an object's temperature to nearly absolute zero. Right, so he's Mr. Freeze. Yes, it's a Mr. Freeze ring. It's the only way I can comprehend all this stuff, uh, as I, I'm an idiot, if I just think in Batman terms. I am totally fine with you doing that for all of these. <laughs> I'll just try and pick a different villain. Is he like a combination of ten villains at once? Kind of, yeah. Okay. That he, he can, he's adaptable. Um... So the ring finger of his left hand is the mento intensifier, which... Right. <laughs> be, bear with me. <laughs> right. Uh, so the ring magnifies the wearer's own psionic energy, allowing him to place one or more people under his mental control and to transmit orders to them mentally, most frequently used to create illusions. Okay. Um, so he, he's able to brainwash people, or he, he more uses it to, like... Show them, I don't know, 
their dead relatives or something. Like, yeah. oh, join me. This is what your father would have wanted. Yeah, it's like, do you know in Infinity War, where Thanos is, like, he turns Star-Lord's blaster to bubbles and he makes everyone into springs and stuff like that? Yes. It's to, it's to do that. It's to fuck with your mind. Okay. Uh, middle finger of his left hand then is Electroblast, uh, which you can probably guess it emits electricity in amounts and intensifies... Uh, and intensity is mentally determined by the wearer. So uh, he can make electricity as powerful as he thinks he needs it to be. Okay, Jesus. So he's already got frost and electricity and the ability to alter reality. There's yeah. only three fingers in. And then the index finger, uh, which, let's be honest, if it is in the movie, this is the one he's going to use the most. It's Flame Blast. Of course. It's the easiest one to do in all action scenes. Use yeah. a flame blast. It's just a vague beam of light. Uh, the ring emits infrared radiation or heat at intensities mentally determined by the wearer. Usually the heat produces flame through uh, lighting the molecules in the air on fire. Uh, the heat beam can be used to trigger chemical explosions and the maximum amount of heat that it can generate is not known. Holy shit. So it could, he could like conceivably fire the power of the sun at you oh good that would be I mean might be a bit of overkill but put it out if you need to (laughs) he's just on the floor RDJ is just kicking him and then he just fires a sun blast at him say say you're fighting Doctor Doom at the end of Fantastic Four yes use the power of the sun yes I'm a witcher I'm a witcher I I think always use the power of the sun on Doctor Doom that's the only case where it's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. So the thumb of his left hand then uh, is the white light ring. So the ring can emit various forms of energy along the electromagnetic spectrum. It has been used to create gravity powerful enough to make Iron Man bury himself by trying to walk forward. What? Holy yeah. shit. So he controls gravity now as well. Oh, to be fair, he didn't have enough powers. I thought he was still beatable, but at this point, he were only five rings in. It would... Hmm. Can I just say, right, if he has all ten rings, yeah. I'm just going to throw an option out to you. Thanos, with all six stones, who wins? Uh, probably Thanos. Really? Yeah, because the Infinity Stones are like a universal thing. Okay. Whereas these, like, you can beat the rings. Can you, you know? though? You, you can, generally. Does he have can, to just be an idiot? Well, the thing is, he can miss. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. You know, so if you just get in close and cut his hand off. Oh, step one. <laughs> step, step one, go straight to the hand. Step one and done. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're moving on to the little finger of the right hand. Uh, so the is the black light ring. So, the ring can create an area of absolute blackness that seems to absorb all light used within it. Uh, the darkness created by the ring is a form of the dark force, which is just a, it's another cosmic force in Marvel. I'm just thinking of a scene where he uses that, and then he uses the flame, and the only light you see is the fire coming towards the hero of whoever it is. That's beautiful, man. Mm, I think that's a scene. I think somebody should do that. I, if that doesn't happen in Shang-Chi, we decide. <laughs> I'll walk it out. I'm going to spit on the floor and maybe on some children on my way out, and I'm just going to walk through. That's uh, how I feel about it. And more power to you, Connor. More power to you. <laughs> uh, now, this is the one that I don't think they should. They will ever use this in a movie. 
Um, so oh, no. The, the ring finger... The child killer! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! The, the ring finger of his right hand is the disintegration beam. Oh, so, that might end the movie quite quickly. <laughs> it would. It would tend to. The ring emits a beam of energy that destroys all bonds between the atoms and molecules of whatever it strikes. This ring needs 20 minutes to recharge after use. Oh, oh well, I mean, that'll be useless. 20 minutes. 20 That's minutes. ages. Like, it's, you know when you disintegrate someone and you're just willy-nilly trying to disintegrate another person straight afterwards? Oh, it's only been 19 minutes. Yeah, the, Fuck. What th- that's what I say is that disintegrations come in dozens. <laughs> like, who, I like how they were writing that. They were like, "Well, we have to like that's fairly powerful. That he already has these six rings. Yeah, and we give him this in- disintegration ring. Like, we need to put some sort of cap on it, something to like maybe bring him down a level." And Stanley's just like, "19 minutes? No, no, that's no, that's no, Stan. Stan, Stan, that's ridiculous." 21? He's not waiting around for fucking ages, Stan. We have comics to sell, Stanley. (laughs) Like, how's he going to kill people? 20 minutes. 20 is perfect. I think you need 20 minutes to get over the fact that you just disintegrated someone. Yeah. Like, Mm. it's, it's, it's a very... I feel that was made up for one specific story and it's just stuck around. (laughs) Yeah. Where Iron Man was, like, under rocks for 19 minutes. Yeah. And he was like, ah, I'll defeat him now. Oh, no! <laughs> it's I've been rambling for 19 and a half minutes! Oh, no! Uh, so, middle finger of the right hand, then, is the vortex beam. Uh, the ring causes the air to move about at high speed in a vortex. The vortex can then be used as an offensive weapon, as a means of levitating objects, or as a means of propelling the ring's wearer through the air. So, he does, he uses, like, cyclones to fly? Yeah. That's exactly it. Holy shit. Yeah, it's... <laughs> but see, We're at not... the start of all this, you said he doesn't use it normally, but, like, that's so much power. It isn't just even one nuclear option. He's so far got eight, and he's still got another two to go, and he doesn't go straight to one of them. Yeah, and I'm not even on, like, the most ridiculous one yet. Okay, oh god, right, let's go. Like, the disintegration one is up there, but the one... uh, Look, okay, I'm going to get to this one first. So this is Mm. the index finger of his right hand. Again, this will be one they'll use in the movie, because it's easy to do. Uh, It's the impact beam. Okay. So the ring can project various forms of energy, most frequently that of neutrons with great concussive force. Uh, the ring can also be used to project intense sonic vibrations and to create magnetic waves to attract or repel objects. Yeah, that's that is so movie ready. Ready yeah, to go because that's one that your hero can get hit with and they won't die. Or one of those where he fires it and the hero can dive behind a wall and the wall can like half disintegrate. Like, yeah. oh my god, we're under pressure here. And yeah, and then they might have a quip between two oh, people. You know, big quip big quip opportunity right there yeah and then the thumb of his right hand uh, we have the matter rearranger so hang on so he could i'm not even i haven't heard of what this can do but i'm going to read between the lines and say to the fact that this man can disintegrate someone and then rearrange their atoms yes Oh, good. Uh, so this ring can rearrange the atoms and molecules of a substance or speed up or slow down their movement so as to produce various effects. 
The ring has been used to condense water vapour in the air to liquid water, to solidify gases, to create lethal poison gas from the air, to turn a group of men to stone, to turn a man into a beetle, to turn a mountain into a rock monster, and to make a stone hand large enough to engulf Iron Man's body erupt from the floor. Oh my god, how does Iron Man have any chance? I don't He's, understand. He has a special... Uh, Iron Man has a special armour uh, that's... Reinf- it's bullshit, but it's reinforced with magnetic beams and that can withstand <laughs> that particular ring. But he still withstand has nine other rings a- to deal with. <laughs> it can withstand being hit by atomical blasts. Like... like it's oh, ridiculous. Man. Yeah. Uh I'd be surprised if they use that one very, uh, very extensively. Don't, don't worry, don't worry, Pepper. I've got a suit that doesn't allow myself to be disintegrated, so I think we're okay. Right, but what about the one that makes a black hole? <laughs> well, look. Other than that, I'm pretty okay. He's like one suit for each one. He has, every time he's going into battle, he has to look which one do you think he's going to use. Ooh, which what's Ooh. he feel? It's not the twenty minute one, surely. No, it's, it wouldn't be the twenty minute one. I think this fight it's going to go longer than that. I think he wouldn't want to wait around. Um, fire nuts! Don't be a basic bitch. He's going straight to the black hole. Has to be. Has to be. Has, has to be. Um, so that's all of his. 10 rings and just to move on to then his powers outside of that um, he has chi manipulation and so he can he possesses superhuman physical powers because of it he can also survive for years without food and water by living on stored chi stored chi or cheese chi (laughs) cheese doesn't store terribly well no so they thought you know what he needs something to make him stand out. It's just he's not enough. He's not powerful just enough. He's just a bit mm. samey right now. He's a bit samey. He's very similar to nine other villains we have. Yeah. So, hmm. Um, his abilities then, uh, he has martial arts. He's a superb athlete with tremendous skill in multiple martial arts. He has super genius intellect, uh, not only on Earth-based science, but also McLuhan science. He's extremely knowledgeable on ancient history, specifically that of Asia and China, and he's fluent in various languages. How has he not taken all, over the whole of Marvel? I don't it's, understand. He's it's he usually is brought down by arrogance because he'll think right. he's too good to lose, and that'll be how he's done in. But even if that happens five times, surely on the sixth one, he's like this time. I'm not going to get overcome with arrogance. I'm going to get the job done, and then I'll be arrogant. It's going to take it easy. (laughs) Take it easy, turn everyone into stone, maybe make some black holes, maybe disintegrate some people, and then and only then, when every man has been disintegrated, will I go, you know what, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Without increasing his strength with chi, the Mandarin possesses the peak human level of strength for a man of his age, height, and build that exercises intensively. So he's right. like without any additions, he's as strong as he could possibly be. He's basically like not even ten, like twelve different characters all combined together into oh. like this ultimate Megatron. Yeah, and his like main foe is a dude with a suit. Like yeah, Iron Man is shit. <laughs> like he's funny in the movies, and like Robert Downey Jr. is amazing. But as a as a hero against this guy. 
he should be ripped in two in ten seconds. Yeah, and back in the day, like, Iron Man was a C-list character. Like. Yeah, before even 2008. Like, this is a character that should fight... Like, I think he should be able to beat Superman, which is a strange... Because Superman is prone to... He's weak to magic. Yeah. So if this guy rocks up and he's got black holes and disintegration, even Superman, I think, is fairly fucked. Yeah, I think he is actually written out of comics at the minute. Like, I don't think he's active at all. Because but, he he's too powerful. Yeah, I, I think it's just it's too he's hard it's hard to write for that. Like he's seventies Superman. He, literally, he can do just about anything. Yeah. Uh, going on to the Marvel one to seven rating system, then uh, he has a durability of four, uh, energy protection of seven, fighting skills of seven, intelligence of seven, speed of four, and strength of five. Holy shit! Bearing in mind that anything above three is considered superhuman. Holy balls on a cracker. This dude. How has he not, like... See, I suppose the reason why they haven't brought him into the movies is because he's that powerful. Yeah, and once you know he's out there, he's always out there. Like, you can't have an, uh, uh, an issue where Iron Man stops this guy and then the next issue he's fighting bank robbers. It's like... You took yeah. down the Mandarin. Like, surely you're fine with some fucking bank robbers. Yeah, surely there's no fight anymore. No. Like, if you're strong enough to take him out, no matter how arrogant he is, this guy, even if he's arrogant, but even without any powers, he's still the perfect human, perfect fighting specimen. Yeah, and, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do him in the movie, because Shang-Chi, objectively, is just a dude who's really good at martial arts. He's, he's like Iron Fist. Yeah, so and even Iron Fist has more magic than Shang Chi. Oh my god! But Iron Fist is a dickhead. Nobody likes him, so you have to factor that in. That is true. That is true. everyone <laughs> hates Danny Rand. He <laughs> does fucking Danny Rand. I'd like to see Danny Rand against the Mandarin and oh just the Mandarin god. disintegrate him. Like Netflix Danny Rand versus <laughs> yeah. this not version comic of the book Mandarin. Danny Rand. Just di- di- and he never uses his fist, or if he does, he's going to use it to try and ruin New York. Yeah. To just punch the wall or something. <laughs> the uh, so this is like th- this report. Like this is the reason that people were so mad at Iron Man three because they took one of the most balls to the wall characters in Marvel and they just kind of made him a businessman and a joke. True, I did. I could understand the businessman side, but I think. I, I, I understand the joke. If, like, if you have Sir Ben Kingsley just playing a ludri- ludicrous fucking character, like, th- I liked the idea before, before they revealed that um, the Mandarin was a businessman, if yeah. they, they've just had it that the Mandarin was just a concept. Like, there was no Mandarin. Yeah, and, it, and even in the MCU, there is, there's, like, a one-shot where... Oh, the real that, Mandarin is there, yeah. Yeah, the real Mandarin's, like, in the background, like he's in the shadows the whole time. So, uh, how like, and he kidnaps the fake Mandarin. He kidnaps Ben Kingsley. Oh no, not Sir Ben. Not Sir Ben. So I, I, it'd be cool to see him show up in Shang Chi as well. Big Trev. Big, big Trev, Trev where he is. Big Trev Slattery. <laughs> I would like Big Trev to still be the Mandarin in Shang Chi. What if like there was a a, a thing that like. The Mandarin exists in the rings, 
And once you put all ten rings on, you become the Mandarin, whoever you are. And they just keep and Ben it, Kingsley. And just Ben Kingsley put on the ten rings. He was just drunk. Just like, oh, what's this? Ooh, yeah, ooh, shiny. Ooh, shiny, ooh, shiny, ooh, shiny. He does it ten times. Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, I think that could be really interesting. I think that was a very nice report. Um, I knew very, very little about the Mandarin, other than Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah, I knew very little about him as well until I started writing this, but he's actually mm. class. Yeah, he's like so OP to the max. Yeah, so hopefully we see more than two rings be used. Yeah, um, I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. It is, I think. Thank you, everyone. Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Heroes for Hero Pod, the fourth number four. Facebook Heroes for Hero Podcast, Instagram Heroes for Hero Podcast. Um, if you want to support the show in any way, we do have a Patreon. Shaw, what is the Patreon? Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire Podcast. He's so good at that. Um, if you donate $5 or more every single month, you get an extra episode. We do a Lazarus Pit where we go back and review an old superhero movie. And this month's is going to be fan stick. Last month we did Spider-Man 2 and the month before that we did Batman Begins. Woo. So yeah, that's that's for the $5 or more a month. You can give a less. Give whatever you want. Don't give anything. What you can do to support the show is give us a like and review on iTunes. That'd be really cool. That'd be um, sound. That'd be very sound. Um, and is there anything else that I miss, Sean? You could tell one human being that we exist. Tell one human being that we exist. Just a one. Um, we'll be back on Monday with Movie Mondays. Um, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday. And next week with Hero Zero, where I will do a character that's probably not going to be Trevor Slattery. <laughs> probably. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I might do Ben Kingsley, yes. <laughs> ben Kingsley, the man. <laughs> so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.